Trevor, we're clear. friends and welcome to this week's episode of the florida project the podcast where disney fans celebrate walt disney world if you like disney and you like podcasts you will probably like the florida project uh i'm jason cross from me as well hello and next to both of us is michael hello hi if you'd like to support the show get access to some awesome bonus content and hang out with us on our patreon exclusive slack channel become one of our patreon saints at patreon.com slash tfp podcast all of our Patreon Saints get access to two additional shows, TFP Extra, Extra. and Disney Classics. <laughs> Each week on TFP Extra, Extra, we keep the podcast train rolling with more zany fun, the airing of grievances, and a topic that may or may not be Disney-related. On the monthly Disney Classics series, we watch and discuss each of Disney's animated classic films. Additional levels and rewards are all on the Patreon site, so sign up at patreon.com slash TFP podcast today and get more of the Florida project. In this episode, we'll discuss some nonsense and small topics. Michael will give us the latest news. Will will take us on a trip down main tweet USA, and then we'll continue our discussion of the latest announcements from the D 23 2022 D23 Expo, uh, this time focusing on what's coming from Disney Animation, Pixar Animation, and Disney Studios. All that and more is coming up on this week's episode of The Florida Project. It's a small topic. After all, it's a small topic. After all, it's a small topic. After all, it's a small, small, small topics. All right, small topic number one. Pitch a Disney Channel original movie. Hannah Montana, The Next Generation. Okay. She has a kid. Mm. I don't know. That's about it. And what's the kid's name? Um, Kevin Texas? George George Montana. He's still got the same last name. Miley mm. Cyrus? That would be meta. Mm-hmm. Meta Montana. Mm. I think it needs to rhyme with Montana. Fontana, Montana, <laughs> Kevin. It's just Kevin. Kevin Montana. Kevin Montana, but he's hard rock instead of like country rock. See, I think they should try to get him to be hard rock, and stuff, but he wants to be an accountant. No, he's a rapper. Oh yeah, he's terrible, just awful. But you're really in it to watch Miley anyway. Yeah, and her cool brother. He was hilarious on that show. Was it her actual brother? I don't think so. No. Uh, yeah. I never watched it. Yeah. And and Billy was on there. Will was a huge fan. It was a great show. I watched a bunch of them. The movie, not so good, but filmed in Georgia. Yeah. All right, Michael. Yeah, I had trouble with this one because I haven't seen a lot of Disney Channel movies. Yeah. I haven't either for the record. It just has to be, you know, terrible. Yeah, it's hard to not step on my the answer to the next question with my answer to this question. Okay. I guess it could be something like some sort of family's vacation to Walt Disney World, but like a fictionalized version. Oh, that's good. Just like a two at like like a two hour, you know, thing and there's some drama and something goes wrong and maybe like, there's some sort of magic in the kingdom they get locked in overnight. Like the kingdom keepers or something. Yeah, it could be magic. Yeah. But everything works out at the end because it's just a oh, great yeah. vacation yeah. destination. Yeah. yeah. Um so my picture it. It's Halloween. There are three witches who have been dead for a long time. They're cursed. <laughs> okay. Okay. And they come back and they're trying to do something. I don't remember what. Get the souls. Or I think stay alive after them. Something with a virgin. That's yeah. all. I, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> and it's incredibly campy. Yeah. But good. Mm-hmm. So it's called Not Hocus Pocus. Got oh. him. Oh, got him. Got him good. Who, yeah. Who did you get? Huh? Who did you get? <laughs> the world is really excited about this, though, it seems. I'm a little yeah. excited about it, but I feel like I'm going to get my hopes crushed. I'm I'm, I'm happy to see Sarah Jessica Parker again. Yeah. We'll I do always, a What's Up with Hocus Pocus, too. Yeah, we, we did, did a What's Up with Hocus Pocus. Yeah, and I got into a wreck that day, so that movie's yeah. garbage for me, I don't for think me I was too. on that one. 
Was I? I don't know. But all I remember is I got in a wreck that day. It was mm-hmm. either that day or it was uh, Nightmare Before Christmas yeah. Day. It was one of those, and that movie's dead. Both of those movies are dead to me. So yeah. All right. Uh, small topic number two: For which past Disney live action projects would you like to see a requel made? A la Mighty Ducks, Quacktastic Ducks Forever. I don't think that's the name of it. It may or may not be in development already. So if there's something you want to see and it's already in development, but you don't know about it, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's, I think everything. Odds are whatever we say, then no, they've announced that. I was going to go with the black hole. Oh, but But not a requel. But but why? An actual, like, like a remake. Like a remake that's different. Good, but it's good? Yeah. All right. So how country will the robot be? How country? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeehaw! Like a- Yeehaw! Yeah, I'm was, a robot. Yep. Nah, I think it'll be something with a more futuristic aesthetic. Unlike the old one. <laughs> Can he have worked into the, the body molding some sort of star, like a sheriff star? Mm, yeah. I guess. Motif. Yeah. So I would want the... The hero robots to be the same, mm-hmm. and maybe the villain robot that that Max red one, Maximilian. Yeah, wasn't but, that his name? But all the other ones, everything else about the movie could be completely different. What about um um? Oh, what was the guy's name? He was an Airwolf. Um, Ernest Borgnine. Can we have a like a fake version of Ernest sure. Borgnine back in it? But I just wanted to make a movie that's really good. But about a black hole. Yeah. Like I said, it would be completely different than the 1979 black hole. But um, Can we get rid of the creepy robot people who weren't really robots? They were slaves or whatever with their brains chucked yeah. out? Yeah. Maybe. Or make it creepier. How? I don't know. Make it scary. It was a little like scary. A horror movie? Black holes are scary. Make your movie scary. Okay. Not creepy, but scary. What if the, flight, the navigator flight of the navigator comes out of the black hole at the end and saves the day? Oh, then you just totally stole my requel idea. <laughs> oh, did I? Well, no, but I think a Flight of the Navigator uh, requel would, would work. And in fact, they are yep. working on it. But you could get that same kid and go back and do the family again. And he's cut. Uh, Max, what was his name? Max? No, Max was the kid. Yeah. No. Max was the ship, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Paul Rubens <laughs> isn't doing anything. Yeah. That ship can come back. He's in. And he'll, he'll, need, um, he'll need the kid again. David. You know, because he's still got some star maps in his head or whatever. But he'll still act like the 80s Max. So he'll st- try to use all the 80s lingo and stuff. Uh, and it'll uh, be great. And you get Sarah Jessica. Maybe he ends up marrying Sarah Jessica Parker somehow. I don't know how that will would work. Will he be more believable as a human this time around? The kid? The kid? Absolutely. Yeah. They'll, okay. they'll recast. Okay. Yeah, let's just be clear. Well, yeah. you can get the same guy. This, no, 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 no. They'll all recast. Just make him real. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Okay, mine's going to be, uh, I'll, I'll complete the trifecta. It's going to be 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And uh, I want to see a weekly adventure, like a sea quest type of thing. Of them, you know, going but, around but and good. solving sea mysteries. <laughs> What's going on with that octopus? I don't know. Let's find Let's out. Is that out. an octopus? No. What is it? Are Alien? we really 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea? No. No. What's a league? Exactly. We'll find then out. Then in that Marina Trench. That's 20,000. Marianas. I yeah. Believe. Yeah. And we'll go to that island that they had. Um, man, we're bad at this tonight. I can't remember the, the island. 20,000 Leagues Island? Yeah. It had a cool name. Imperius or something like that. Atlantis? <laughs> it wasn't Atlantis. <laughs> oh, they could go to Atlantis, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they Maybe like, they meet up with Kita. Oh. Yeah. Make it a backdoor live action Atlantis the Lost Empire. Mm-hmm. I like it. And uh, Captain Nemo. Is that his name? Volcania. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Volcania. Yeah, that was cool. Oh, that's a good name. We should come up with a name for our house like that. Yeah. Call it Volcania. Volcania 2. <laughs> this time it's personal. Yes. And I guess that it was a volcano and it went off. I don't. I need to watch 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea again, probably. Yeah, I don't think Volcania would fit well with our house. We need something like The Meadow. Yeah, but that's not scary or intimidating. Well, house isn't scary or intimidating. It could be. Because it's not called something cool like... They check the dampness. (laughs) It's not even that bad. I mean, it's just that's still like, oh, that's fine. It's called sea mist. 
Is it a condominium in Panama <laughs> City Beach? I mean, like, Seamist <laughs> Vista. All right. And finally, if you were to flee your current land to avoid some sort of partial military mobilization, what Disney live action land would you settle in? Volcania. <laughs> no, I don't know. No, no, that that, place, know, that seemed, sounds like that place seems ter- terrible. Yeah. Live action? Yeah. Hmm. Was the place in Pirates? Tortuga? Tortuga? Seems mm-hmm. like a cool party town. But I bet on the other side of Tortuga, it was kind of cool. Just like a beach like side business resort. district? Like, I bet it's oh, just a resort. Not you know? downtown Tortuga. <laughs> yeah, no, that's where you go to get, you know, ooh, we're going to go have a good time tonight. Downtown? No, yeah. downtown's where you get your marriage license and... Yeah, but it needs to have a resort. I think there needs to be well, a yeah, resort. Yeah, that's on, on the Tortuga. north side. That's yeah. where I'd like to live. This is I'll port. work at the resort on Tortuga. Okay. I well, could be a bartender at a nice resort. You're going to have to learn how to make drinks. No. Or you're going to have to be willing to make drinks for other people. It's literally just rum. Huh? That's all they have. No, they got it. And there's no ice. It's a resort. Exactly. Back then. We nah. have four different kinds of rum. Three of them are homemade. <laughs> you want one X, two X, or three X? Exactly. Okay. Michael? Hmm. I was thinking animated because I, I didn't see. Oh, the you can do animated. That's fine. Uh, then Arendelle. Yeah, that seems so lovely there, and it's cold. Yeah, but didn't they snow. have trouble in both of those movies? People seem nice, yeah, but it's all resolved now. Yeah, well, it was just in the first movie. I think the second one was fine, wasn't it? Well, no, it got you know the the flag came off. Remember the storm? Oh yeah, I bet the first day back. You know, once they <laughs> once they opened up the gates and started letting people in again. Yeah, I bet that. Uh, it's going to take some time for the public works to recover from being derelict for 10 years or whatever. How's Prince Hans doing? I don't know. He's probably still in the Southern Isles. Yeah. Alone. I, I hope he's well. But you got the natural borders of the fjord, so yeah. invasion it's, might I be difficult. I believe it's called a fjord. 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I think I would go into Storybrooke. Oh. What's that from? From uh, Once Upon, Once a, time? upon yeah. a Time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That seems dangerous. But if you go in the storybook, that means you you are actually a character from uh, the forest or whatever. Yeah, so, but we we all remember now. But it's, what character were you? Uh, a Berenstein bear. <laughs> Did you know that family travel has the incredible power to shape our children's worldview and create lasting memories? In a world where representation is often lacking, it's essential for our children to see themselves reflected in every aspect of life, including the stories we tell about travel. Introducing the Travel of Legacy podcast, where we're rewriting the script by celebrating the diverse voices of black and brown family travelers. Each episode of Travel of Legacy is a testament to the enriching power and the joy of exploration in black and brown communities. So journey with us and subscribe now. I think Peter Pan's the easy answer. But, uh, oh, you know who I'd be? Um, the chef guy from um, Ratatouille. Oh. Mm. I'd have a restaurant. It would be nice. Would it be called Gusto's? Yeah. No, it would be called Jaso's. And Tiana's is next door and you got a rivalry going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Nah, maybe I'm the chef for Tiana's too. Oh, that'd be nice. Nah, well, she's probably a better cook than I am. You don't know that. Don't don't sell yourself. That gumbo. I she's probably better at making. I bet gumbo that's all me. she knows how. To I make, make a good gumbo though. Hers is probably better. Let's be clear. Yeah, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe yeah. it's one of those okra laden gumbos. Oh, I like okra in a gumbo. Do you? I do. Where it's all just slime. No, you don't have that much of it. That's yeah. the thing. Well, she could. I bet you cook. Uh, I bet she puts shrimp in hers. Yeah, you yeah. should. No. Yeah, it gets too fishy. No, overcooked. Just put it in the last minute. No. That's it. Then what do you do about leftovers? You make enough for everybody. All right. And that is it for small topics. Thanks, Jason. Those are some great small topics. News. Here are four news items to discuss this week at Walt Disney World and Disneyland. So number one, Epcot's 40th anniversary is about to begin. So while Epcot continues to undergo its transformation, some initial details about the 40th anniversary celebration have been released. Epcot will mark its 40th anniversary on October 1st, 2022, and it will likely be a very low-key day at the park, with Walt Disney World still focusing on the resort's 50th anniversary during this year. 
In spite of that, there will definitely be Epcot 40th anniversary merchandise, and Disney's social channels have shared a quick glimpse of the highlights of the Epcot 40th celebration, or of the Epcot 40th collection. Figment fans, this is your time to shine. They're going to make Figment fans? I love fans. <laughs> Paired with the symbols representing the iconic pavilions that make up Epcot, Figment is the perfect ambassador to celebrate this milestone. Check out the striking blue pullover fleece, vibrant shirts, and sentimental jumbo pin, all showcasing our favorite spark of imagination. They should make fans. <laughs> now I'm upset. <laughs> From a sequin Minnie Mouse headband and an impressive corksicle canteen to a cozy long sleeve shirt, the new collection is infused with retro and nostalgic designs that offer a wide variety of celebratory merchandise for the entire family. And ahead of the holiday season, the commemorative spirit jersey and woven shirt are the perfect gifts for your loved ones. What's a woven shirt? It's like a, uh, well, probably most shirts are woven. That's a woven shirt. Yeah. Okay. Will's wearing just a, you know, woven shirt. <laughs> Thank you. This is a knit. Michael's wearing a knit. Yeah. Yours is a woven. There we go. Eye-catching, energetic, and with a touch of magic, the assortment of apparel is perfect for the whole family. Get ready to dress your little ones on the Figment Youth Tee and have a groovy photo op in front of Spaceship Earth. And there's a multicolored Loungefly mini backpack, a Citizen Watch, and Fleece hoodie. But no fans so far. Figment's These are just youth? the initial things of merchandise. All right. Figment's Youth Tea. <laughs> Drink it and it will bring you long life. Figment was mischievous. Or that Passum Aquatic guy. What's his name? The snake oil salesman. Pass him a pass him. He has figment youth tea. Mm. Yeah. I can't remember anything tonight. I don't remember what his name was. Either. The Googans. Yeah. No, he, no he wasn't a Gogan. Also, a special Epcot 40th anniversary event is coming exclusively for D23 Gold members. And these are the paid members of the D23 fan club. D23 Gold members who get tickets for the event can get complimentary park admission, a park pass reservation, and parking in Epcot on October 1st, as well as priority check-in, a $25 Disney gift card, and exclusive event credential, entry to World Showplace for the D23 member mixer, which includes continental breakfast, coffee, and photo opportunities, and finally, priority access to Living with the Land for one ride during the day. Dr. Terminus was his name. I would have never come up with that. I would not have come up with that either. Please note, no exclusive merchandise opportunities will be available as part of this event. D23 members will have the opportunity to purchase merchandise along with all park guests. Sadly, if this is uh, the first you're hearing about this and are interested, it's already sold out. How much was it, did it say? It was like right around $100. Yeah. Um, so yeah it's, it's not bad for admission, parking, $25 gift card. Yeah. A continental breakfast. An exclusive event credential. Credential, especially if you don't already have a like an annual pass or something, yeah. and like a private event, yeah. Now, the one ride on living with the land at some point throughout the day, uh, I love living with the vent land, I've been very well on record. Yeah. It just seems like a weird toss in there, yeah. What about like a Starbucks gift card or something? Thanks. <laughs> well, it, here's your fast. I was thinking about that. The only thing I could think of was living with the land is. Aside from Spaceship Earth, which is about to fall apart, Living at the Land is the only original attraction in Future World. Yeah. So ride it for the last time. Yeah. But if you're back in the world showcase, um, like open up the Frozen ride, open up the the Mexico ride. Well, they'll be open. If that's the private event, like during the private event. Yeah. It's, I don't remember if this takes place just during a normal day at the park mm-hmm. or if this is like a, it's like after the park has closed. I think it's just during a normal day. See, I would think it's breakfast. Because I like before. Uh, okay, well, that makes sense. So I would think it's then. before, but who knows? Well, we'll never find out because it's sold out. So. We'll never know. Maybe we'll read a nice review. Number two, Magic Band Plus is about to launch at Disneyland. So Disney says, quote, this fall, Magic Band Plus will make its momentous debut at Disneyland Resort, bringing the wearable technology to the West Coast for the first time. Launched at Walt Disney World Resort earlier this summer, Magic Band Plus is a next-generation wearable that enables you to see and feel park experiences in a new way thanks to smart features like color-changing LED lights, haptic vibrations, and gesture recognition. So their Magic Band Plus will be pretty much the same as ours. It'll you know, interact with different things than Walt Disney World. 
So like the Magic Band will come to life during World of Color at California Adventure and Fantasmic um, and select nighttime shows in the park. So like the fireworks and stuff. Huh. Is this, I guess this is similar to the one we're getting? Yeah. And it's the first time Disneyland's had like a wearable thing. So it'll also uh, be like their theme park ticket and their Magic Key Pass or um, like, oh, so they can enter nice. the park with it. They can check in for lightning lane entrances, um, things like that, which they haven't really had the opportunity to use. Yeah, I wonder if they're getting rid of their ticketing system. I wonder if they're getting rid of Gateway. Couldn't say. I don't know. Because so. right now you have to like go up and scan a barcode on your phone. Yeah, I assume they'll keep that around too. Yeah. Um, it'll also, they'll also have the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge uh, Batu Bounty Hunter Interactive Quest. So it's about time the West Coast got some wearable stuff. Yeah. They're starting with the Magic Band Plus and not just the regular Magic Band. Magic Band 1.0? That would so, be awesome if they went back to that. You got to earn the Magic yeah. Band Plus. What, what's, this is completely off topic, but I've been checking my phone because a, a coworker of mine has just had a lovely day at the Food and Wine Festival. Oh, nice. And he was asking me whether they should stay for Harmonious or not. Yes. Um, he's like, I love fireworks. I'm like, well, they have those. He's like, cool. Well, I'm going to do it. So we'll it's find out. 30 minutes. Yeah. 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 Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Oh, that's okay. Breaking news. Also, number three, character breakfast dining returns to the Crystal Palace. So Winnie the Pooh and friends are returning for breakfast at the Crystal Palace at Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. Reservations are now open with character breakfast beginning October 25th, 2022. Disney had previously announced that starting September 30th, 2022 at the Magic Kingdom, friends from the 100 Acre Wood would be joining lunch and dinner at the Crystal Palace. Get back up early again, yeah. 100 Acre Wood friends. Yep. So a month later, they'll be adding breakfast to it. So again, just another step and things getting back to normal. Yep. And this breakfast is one of my favorite breakfasts at Disney World. They make a mean breakfast buffet in that 100 Acre Wood. Mm-hmm. I, I really used to, the one that won't be coming back, I assume, is the contemporary one, the Steakhouse 71, when it was Yeah, the Wave. The wave that one was that a was a good one. Though, uh... Uh, Cape May has a good breakfast too, and I kind of hope characters don't come back because it was easy to get a reservation. Huh. Um, we should try that. Yeah, I like a breakfast. We did that after a, 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 the Princess 5K last year because they had a reservation and I was starving. It was good. Is it just seafood breakfast? No, there uh, wasn't any seafood on the menu. Are there grits? I believe so. A waffle? Oh yeah, bacon? Oh, please. Ham? Not sure. Scrapple? No. Blood pudding? Uh-uh. Sausage? Oh, yeah. Okay. And an omelet station. What about an egg? Nope, no eggs, actually. It's crazy. <laughs> Omelets didn't have any eggs. <laughs> they were bound by grits. <laughs> no, and, it's a... And honor. <laughs> an egg substitute that's made from lobster. And it tastes just like eggs. You'd never know. Pass. And our last bit of excellent news is ah, number four, the Festival of Fantasy Parade returns to one performance a day. Boo. From where they at to? Yeah. 17. So starting in October, Disney's Festival of Fantasy Parade at the Magic Kingdom will change back to one performance per day. Currently, currently performed twice a day at 12 p.m. and 3 p.m., the Festival of Fantasy will revert back to a single performance at 3 p.m. Uh, starting October 9th. The single 3 p.m. parade performance is the typical schedule, but since its return to the Magic Kingdom in February of 2022, there have been two showings each day. Also effective October 9th, Mickey Celebration Cavalcade gains an 11.55 a.m. performance. So it currently occurs at 10.45, 1.40, and 4.25, so there'll be a fourth, fourth performance of that cavalcade. So Hard to miss. Yeah. $25? For the Cape May breakfast buffet? That's a deal. It's a is steal it twice it the price. Yes. For adults. For adults. I'll be darned. Plus tax and gratuity. That 14 for kids. That can't be right. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Well, it was deli- It was even better for that price. They also had a good Bloody Mary. Did They'll have, have a crab claw in it? No, it, it's, it was a cheap Bloody Mary. <laughs> they had the crab claw in the one at the uh the one next door at the yacht club. The uh, uh the yachtsman? Yacht no well no, the um Ale and Compass. Oh, yeah. You have an ale of a good time. And in Narcusis, they had a fancy Bloody Mary. Yeah. Never been there. Cheddar biscuits and gravy. Mm. Omelet and carving station. Scrambled eggs, bacon, sausage, waffles, French toast, fruits, salted caramel, beach buns. Oh, yeah. Mm. That was a bit much. Oatmeal and grits. 
And then classic favors for children, including pizza, macaroni and cheese, chicken and pasta. On the breakfast buffet. I don't I think that's wrong. It's on the website. I understand it says that. They're not allowed to print untrue things on the internet. That's true. Speaking of serving things up on the buffet, our next episode will have some more news because this is the end of news for this week. That was some good news, Michael. And even all the extra news we added in about yeah. eggs. Especially about the beach buns. Beach buns. I like a plain bun. Why do I have to put all that stuff on? <laughs> all right, man. Just go to Dunkin' Donuts, get your garbage plain donut, and call it a day. Do you prefer a hamburger bun or a hot dog bun? Like if you had to, that was the bread that you just have to, to use it. for the rest of your life. Oh, hamburger bun. What's the difference? Because it's easier to hold, so you can put more you know of a sandwich they, in. They are pretty good. Um, like flavor-wise, they taste the same, but you yeah. can do more with a hamburger bun than you can a hot dog bun. Like I was going to make peanut butter and jelly today, and I was like, "Oh no, we don't have any bread, but we do have hot dog buns." So I was going to make it on peanut butter, or I was going to make it on the hot dog bun. But luckily, could, we had some bread because I thought that would be gross. Yeah, you could squirt it in there like <laughs> a taco. <laughs> gross. <laughs> a peanut butter and jelly taco. Yes, mm. you try it. No, I don't. No, want you wouldn't. You don't like peanut butter. All right, Main Tweet USA is back, everybody. I think we only took one one week off. Uh, So our first news item is something that may or may not ever get made. Jackass 4 director Jeff Tremaine producing Magic Kingdom debauchery documentary called, quote, Stolen Kingdom. Interesting. (laughs) I believe this is from Deadline. Following, oh, it wasn't Jackass 4. It was Jackass Forever. That was, uh, yeah, okay. yeah, that was good. Following the success of Jackass Forever this year, director Jeff Tremaine has found a new set of troublemakers to focus on as they cause havoc at the happiest place on Earth, which already had an issue with this because if it's about Disney World, it's the most magical place on Earth. It's not Disneyland. Anywho. Tremaine is producing Stolen Kingdom, a documentary film chronicling the 30-year history of wrongdoing and debauchery at Walt Disney World Resort and how it led to the theft of an audio-animatronic valued at almost $500,000 on the black market. First-time filmmakers Joshua Bailey and Sam Frazier of White Lake are directing, quote, Josh and Sam somehow found me and introduced me to this story I found so compelling, Tremaine said. I was inspired by not only the story of by not only the story, but by these young filmmakers, having been a part of some Disneyland misbehavior, I'm excited to be involved in this. So this is all about that uh, that uh, those people that stole Buzzy, yeah, and that guy that you know got arrested for it, but they what? still have never found Buzzy. Who's Buzzy? It was a Cranium Command. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there was a guy that did like the backstage Disney Twitter account and stuff, and it was like posting all these pictures. And apparently, there was this whole black market thing of stealing stuff, like small stuff from the Disney parks, like stuff out of the Haunted Mansion and everything. Yeah, and then selling them on the black like market and like there. There's a whole thing. There's a lot of these stories have been going around, and apparently, they're going to uh, put all these shine together, a light on shine them. a light on this. This sounds way more interesting than I thought it was by the title. I thought it was going to be like a jackass in the. Disney parks sort of thing. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not interested. They in, probably wouldn't allow that. Yeah, you probably, uh, I mean, if they knew. They don't need to lead with jackass. Well, I it mean, sets that's a tone. That's all we know that that guy did. Though. Well, then who cares what that guy is doing? Well, Jeff Tremaine is producing a Magic Kingdom debauchery doc. Or just start, there's going to be a Magic Kingdom debauchery doc, doc. Stolen Kingdom. I'm just saying, if it comes out, I'll give it a watch. Yeah. I even watched that horrible uh, movie that was filmed like <laughs> oh, secretly yeah. at Disneyland uh-huh. and Walt Disney World. And boy, was it bad. <laughs> um, so I don't even remember the name of that thing anymore. Mm-mm. Yeah, me either. Yeah. Anyway, it was terrible. Wasn't it like a horror movie? Yeah. And there was like Walt Disney was in Spaceship Earth or something. I don't know. It was a whole thing. Anyway, I hope this is better than that. Uh, next, let's go over to Universal Studios, Universal Orlando, and I may have known about this before, but they're doing it again. The Dark Arts at Hogwarts Castle returns to Universal Orlando. Ooh. The dark side of magic has taken over the wizarding world of Harry Potter at Universal Orlando Resort as the Dark Arts at Hogwarts Castle projection show returned on September 16th of this year. From dusk to park close on select nights from September 16th through October 31st, guests will encounter the devoted followers of Lord Voldemort. I said his name. 
and practitioners of the dark arts known as Death Eaters in the streets of Hogsmeade Village at Universal's Islands of Adventure Park. Soon after, a powerful dark spell shrouds the facade at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry as the dark arts at Hogwarts Castle returns with images of Dementors, spiders, mountain trolls, and even Lord Voldemort himself. The magical state-of-the-art projection mapping, special effects, lighting, and music show unleashes creatures from the Harry Potter films onto the iconic castle, and only a powerful Patronus defense charm in the form of a silver stag can save the day. Guests can also shop for new Dark Arts themed merchandise featuring the Dark Mark, including mugs, hats, lanyards, tees, and even a Death Eater mask. I like that. That's neat. Yeah, that's yeah, really cool. It's like fun. the, um, I think I'd heard they were doing this before, but I've seen a video clip of like a Death Eater like doing a wand and then doing the thing, and the Dark Mark goes on the castle. And I know they've been doing it at Universal, Universal Studios Hollywood, but I didn't know they were doing it at Islands of Adventure. So that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. They also yeah. have like a Christmas time show too, I believe, where Do it they? snows on the castle and stuff. Cool. I like, you know... I keep saying castle. Is it a castle? It is. Hogwarts Castle. 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 Okay. Keep plussing up the little things you already have. You know, like in Galaxy's Edge, I want them to do something for Life Day. You know, decorate the place. Yeah. At Christmas, you know. You can sell more stuff, too. They will. Anyway, that's it for Main Tweet USA. Thanks, Will. That was a great trip down Main Tweet USA. Today's topic, 2022 D23 Expo, Disney Animation, Pixar Animation, and Disney Studios. I bet everyone's surprised to hear my voice in this segment. <laughs> well, who? so I did the first one, Will did this, the second one, and you're doing the, the final, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this will be our last recap of the D23 Expo. Yeah, so if you hated D23, <laughs> Sorry. this is the last one <laughs> for this year. But then we're taking next week off, so. Spoilers. Well, fans in Hall D23 were among the first to see a brand new logo introduction of the iconic Disney castle, now platinum in honor of Disney's 100 Years of Wonder celebration. Created by Disney Studios and Industrial Light and Magic and featuring an all-new arrangement of When You Wish Upon a Star by award-winning composers Christoph Beck, the new Disney castle introduction will play in front of all Disney theatrical and streaming releases starting this fall. Yay! It looks really cool, too. I don't think I ever watched it. I need to go back and watch that. All right, so let's. I love a good castle animation. Yeah, like, and we've had. I really like the current one, or right, the previous one, and we had it for a long time. Yeah, it's it debuted with. It's like Pi- you're going through Disneyland. Yeah, and then you. Oh look, there's the castle. It debuted with uh, Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Man's Chest. Uh-huh. Yo ho! So it's been a while. Yeah. Although I do like it when they switch it up to be mm-hmm. thematically appropriate. Yeah, the Tron one was cool. Yeah, yeah. Remember when Tron Legacy came out? That was cool. Enter the grid. Mm -hmm. Then it didn't reignite the passion for Tron. But it was still pretty good. But I got a ride out of it. I think it It did. I think it ignited the appropriate amount of passion for Tron. (laughs) They were hoping it'd be a bigger deal. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start with Disney Animation. Yay! So Walt Disney Animation Studios Chief Creative Officer Jennifer Lee took the stage to share the studio's plans for the year-long 100-year anniversary celebration. Lee said, quote, at Walt, Disney, at Walt Disney Animation Studios, the studio that started it all on the eve of our 100th anniversary, we see today as a moment of privilege and promise, a privilege to be stewards of a studio and a dream that Walt and his brother Roy started a century ago, and a promise to continue to take risks in our storytelling and to explore and expand and turn the possible into the actual, just as Walt did, end quote. And his brother Roy. Well, Jennifer Lee. I hope she stays chief creative officer at Disney for a while. She she was that lady on the stage for the Imagineering mm-hmm. part. Yeah. I liked her. She seemed she seemed like she was living her best life. She's been leading uh, Disney Animation since it's was it the second golden age, new gold, whatever the current golden age. Yeah. Um it's our, the platinum age. Platinum. Uh, I guess the castle is going to be platinum, so that works. All right, so next up is the Strange World. So this is an original action-adventure journey deep into an uncharted and treacherous land where fantastical creatures await the legendary Clods, a family of explorers whose differences threaten to topple their latest and by far most crucial mission. The film features the voices of Jake Gyllenhaal, Dennis Quaid, Jabuki Young-White, Gabrielle Union, and Lucy Liu. Directed by Don Hall and written by Ki Wen, Strange World is a nod to Pulp Magazine's popular fiction from the first half of the 20th century that was printed on inexpensive wood pulp paper. 
didn't know that's how they got that. He also said, quote, he loved reading the old issues of Pulps growing up. There were big adventures in which a group of explorers might discover a hidden world or ancient creatures, and they've been a huge inspiration for Strange World. So fans got a glimpse of an action-packed sequence from the film and received an exclusive poster. And a full trailer was just released yesterday as we record, and the film will open this holiday season on November 23rd, 2022. I sadly didn't click on that and watch it yesterday. I, oh, meant to. It I just really never did. Oh, yeah, I didn't either. It shows you a lot more of what the movie's going to be like versus the teaser. Yeah. Um, so I feel bad yeah, about the teasers, it Yeah, the teaser's mainly just the strange world. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This I is, saw that one. This is more about the family and like their dynamic and... I don't know. It kind of sets up the movie better. Yeah. So it got me really excited about this, and I was kind of like moderately excited before. Yep. Yeah. We had no idea what it was really yeah. from the teaser. It's like, okay, that's weird looking. Okay. I trusted it would be good because it's Disney animation. Sure. But I'll look forward to it. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. So it has like a. You watch the te- the uh, the trailer. Does it have kind of an Incredibles vibe? Maybe they're a family and. No, it's it honestly kind of reminded me a little bit of Up, like where they're. They but talking dogs in it? No, it was just like a family, but they're going to like, I don't know, they're they're working together. There's like a history to the family and they're explorers. And there's like a, um, like the patriarch of the family has been missing, but they find him. I don't know. So Kinda you're telling like me a, there are no talking dogs? I, I can't say for sure. But Pass! <laughs> I didn't see any in the trailer, at least. All right. The next film that was uh, showcased was Wish. Wish. So during uh, the end of the presentation, Lee returned to the stage to officially unveil Disney Animation's next original feature film, Wish, set to release in fall of 2023 during the studio's 100th year. And a film that could only come from Walt Disney Animation Studios, the epic animated musical is inspired by the legacy of films from the studio and asks the question, how did the wishing star upon which so many characters wish come to be? Directors Chris Buck and Fawn Virasunthan outline the story, which is set in Rosas, the kingdom of wishes where wishes can literally come true. Attendees were introduced to 17-year-old Asha, an optimist with a sharp wit who cares endlessly about her community. In a moment of desperation, Asha makes an impassioned plea to the stars, which is answered by a cosmic force, a little ball of balanced energy called Star. Mm. Together, they face the most formidable of foes to save her community and prove that when the will of one courageous human connects with the magic of the stars. Wondrous things can happen. The filmmaker said the picture blends timeless watercolor style with 3D CG animation. Quote, Fawn and I both grew up on Disney classics and fell in love with them, Buck said. Truly is no greater power in the universe than someone with a true wish in their hearts. End quote. Do we know, we don't know if this is like, like paper, uh, like that short. <laughs> um, Animation style, or is it like going to be a tangled animation style? It's a 3D CG, so it'll be like uh, what they've all been lately, but it's in a, in a watercolor style. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Disney Animation Good Luck Charm Alan Tudyk joined filmmakers on stage to share an animation test for his newest character, a goat named Valentino. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Buck, Vera Sunthorn, and Lee then introduced the voice of Asha, Academy Award winner Ariana DeBose, Woo-hoo! who brought down the house singing an all-new original song written by Julia Michaels, who's writing all the songs for Wish. DeBose's captivating performance of More For Us closed the showcase in signature Disney style. Lee is a writer on the film, Peter Delvetco produces, and Juan Pablo Reyes co-produces. I love Ariana DeBose. I did too. And if you want to see something delightful... Watch this year's Tony Awards where she hosted them and she was having the best time that anybody's ever had doing anything ever. Hmm, okay. And she did a really good job. Yeah. It was infectious. Oh, no. We try to stay away from it. But in a good way. Oh, okay. So you want to be positive about yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. So I'm doing these out of order. Just okay. FYI. No. Uh, next up is Zootopia Plus. Oh, I've heard of that one. So Zootopia Plus will arrive in November. It's a series of short films set during the events of the 2016 movie, and it dives deeper into the lives of some of the feature film's most intriguing characters, including Fru-Fru, the newly married Arctic Shrew, Gazelle's talented tiger dancers, and the sloth full of surprises. That's the only one I'm interested in. Uh, I want the tiger dancers. That's fine, but the sloth steals the show every time. And here are the shorts. The Real Rodents of Rodentia. Duke the Musical. Hop on board, but Hop is spelled with two Ps. Oh, yeah, I like her name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Godfather of the Bride, 
So you think you can prance <laughs> <laughs> and dinner rush. Oh, I bet that's the sloth. <laughs> yeah, I bet it is. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm excited. Is great. I'm going to watch that. Yeah. I also need to watch Zootopia again because I've always given it uh, crap because Moana was better and it came out in the same time, year. So I need to give Zootopia another chance. Didn't Station. it win over Moana? It did win the Academy yeah. Award over Moana, which was garbage. And I'm still upset. It's <laughs> yeah, the I don't worst know if thing. I agree with that, but... It's Zootopia the worst thing that ever happened at the Academy Awards. <laughs> <It's not laughs> the worst thing. <laughs> All right, next up is Iwaju. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it, but that's what it looks like. So coming to Disney Plus in 2023, Iwaju is an all-new original long-form series created in collaboration with Pan-African comic book entertainment company Kugali. Lee invited to the stage Kugali filmmakers Alufikayo Ziki Adiola, Hamid Ibrahim, and Tolu Oluwafikayu, who introduced the setting of the series, A Love Letter to Lagos, Nigeria. Olofowaku and Ibrahim described the world of Iwaju as a futuristic depiction, a world bursting with color, unique visual elements, and technological advancements inspired by the spirit of Lagos, which is physically divided into an island and a mainland separated by both water and socioeconomic status. The coming-of-age story introduces Tola, a young heiress from the wealthy island, and her best friend Kole, a self-taught tech expert and loving son from the mainland. And Iwaju will be the first series from Walt Disney Animation Studios to be a wholly original property rather than a continuation of a pre-existing film. It arrives on the streaming service in 2023. Oh, interesting. That there haven't been any other new properties, but I guess that's true. Huh. Yeah, at least on the TV series. Yeah. Do you think her friend is going to do some hacking, a self-taught tech expert? Hopefully. Oh, yeah. Can he uh, find out if she's a mutant or not? Hack the planet. It's a Unix system. (laughs) All right, well, let's head over to Pixar Animation. Pixar's Pete Docter took to the stage to share the upcoming slate for the animation studio. Quote, These last few years have been a time of great change in the world, said Docter, and it's led us at Pixar to think about the future. Or if I'm channeling my inner Joe from Seoul, I'd ask, why are we here? What's our purpose? Well, for us, it's to tell great animated stories. Whether those are theatrical feature films, streaming series, or shorts, we think telling stories is foundational to who we are as a people. They really define us, and we believe in the power of animation to capture and reflect the stories of our own lives. End quote. So first up is the film Elemental. Filmmakers Peter Sohn and Denise Reem joined Doctor on stage to discuss Elemental, an all-new original feature film releasing in June of 2023. It tells the story of a bustling metropolis where earth, air, fire, and water elements live. But when a fire girl and a water boy develop a connection, the two must navigate how to interact while being polar opposites. Director Peter Son noted that the film also touches on the theme of immigration and finding your place in the world. Mm. Poignant. The film was inspired by director Peter Son's childhood in New York City. Quote, My parents emigrated from Korea in the early 1970s and built a bustling grocery store in the Bronx, he said. We are among many families who ventured to a new land with hopes and dreams, all of us mixing into one big salad bowl of cultures, languages, and beautiful little neighborhoods. That's what led me to Elemental. Our story is based on the classic elements, fire, water, land, and air, and some elements mix with each other and some don't. What if these elements were alive? Filmmakers introduced the characters in Elemental. Ember is a tough and fiery young woman, and Wade is a fun, sappy, go-with-the-flow guy. Helping bring them to life are Leah Lewis and Mamadou Afi, who are warmly welcomed to the Hall D23 stage. And audience members got an exclusive look at the film and received a mini poster featuring Ember and Wade. They showed some concept art, and like I said, it'll be released on June 16th, 2023. I have a question. All these giveaways, did they give them any bags to put all this stuff in? I don't know. All these presentations? They never actually could use a bag. You probably got a bag from the trade show floor. Okay. I guess. All right. Somebody's giving out bags. That's fine. I'm just curious because what am I? You just have a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Come on, Disney. Do better. Uh, they're, they're we don't doing, know that they didn't. They give better. you bags at that Halloween bash. That's true. Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. Yeah. Or Oogie Boogie bash, right? At Disneyland. Sounds right. Anyway, that movie's not good. What movie? Isn't that Elemental? Nightmare? Oh, Nightmare Before Christmas? With Oogie Boogie? Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, this sounds fine. <laughs> <laughs> the concept art looks really cool. Yeah, the concept art looks yeah. cool, but I, I, I haven't seen anything else about it. No, so. I haven't either. Uh, next from Pixar is Elio. 
So, Doctor, welcome to the stage, director Adrian Molina and producer Mary Alice Drum to showcase for the first time ever plans for the original feature film Elio. In the story, 11-year-old dreamer Elio is artistic, creative, and an avid indoorsman who finds it hard to fit in. <laughs> I was an avid indoorsman. <laughs> you still are. Yeah, I am. Meanwhile, Mom Olga, who runs a top-secret military project, is working to decode a strange signal <laughs> from outer space. But it's Elio who makes contact, gets beamed into space, and is subsequently mistaken for an intergalactic ambassador for Earth. The voice of smart and super confident Olga, America Ferreira, was invited on stage alongside Jonas Kibrib, who lends his voice to Elio. Kibrib revealed to the audience that Elio releases in the spring of 2024. Elio. Cool. That sounds cool. This one sounds a little bit more interesting. But I, again, without saying much. Yeah, I don't know if the, I haven't seen any art from this. I don't don't know if they showed some. Or I just America it. Ferrera. What was she in? Superstore. Superstore. Yeah. Ugly Betty. That's it. Yeah, I like I, her. I'm getting her confused with America Chavez, the character name from Doctor yep. Strange. Mm. That's different. Yeah, totally different person. Totally different person. Not even a real person. Nope. Yeah. Apologies. Next up is Inside Out Two. So Amy Poehler joined Pete Doctor on stage to announce Pixar will be making a sequel to 2015's Inside Out. While Doctor says it's still early in production, Kelsey Mann will take over as director on the sequel, and the movie will follow the original human, Riley, but as a teenager. Polar teased that it will be new emotions this time around, though the creative team didn't reveal which. And Inside Out will be coming in the summer of 2024. So that'll be two Pixar films in 2024. I'm looking forward to this as well. Hopefully they'll both get theatrical releases. Yeah. Anything that Amy Poehler does, I'm a big fan yeah. of. So, I'm in. And, you know, dealing with a, a teenage girl. There's going to be some emotions there. Mm-hmm. I get so emotional, baby. Next up is Win or Lose. So directors Carrie Hobson and... draw? No, nope. it's just Win or Lose. I'm out. So directors Carrie Hobson and Michael Yates provided a closer look at Pixar's first ever long-form series and what inspired it. The series follows the Pickles, a co-ed middle school softball team, in the week leading up to their championship game. I'm back in. We've uh, talked about yeah. this one before. Um, each episode takes place during that same week, highlighting the perspective of a different main character. Players, their parents, the umpire, each reflected in a unique visual style. Hobson and Yates revealed that Will Forte will voice Coach Dan in the series and shared a shout-out Forte recorded for the occasion, followed by a special clip just for fans. And win or lose streams on Disney Plus in the fall of 2023. That sounds fun. I like a a, a story with uh, shifting perspectives. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Like overlapping. I like that. Except that last season of Arrested Development. Or that one of the last seasons of Arrested Development. Oh yeah, Development. that was season four. Yeah. Hey, let's make an ensemble show and not make it an ensemble. Yeah. Ooh, no. It's Joey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's move over to Disney Studios. So Sean Bailey, president of Walt Disney Studios Motion Picture Production, came out to discuss what new live-action films were coming from the studio. Here we go. First up is Hocus Pocus 2. Your favorite. Mm -hmm. So Sean Bailey introduced the stars of Hocus Pocus 2, Disney legend Bette Midler, Kathy Jimmy, and Sarah Jessica Parker. I'm I'm so excited for all three of them, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, via video, who brought in a little magic themselves before debuting a new trailer, which also released online. It's been 29 years since someone lit the black flame candle and resurrected the 17th century Sanderson sisters, and they are looking for revenge. Now it is up to three high school students to stop the ravenous witches from wreaking a new kind of havoc on Salem before dawn on All Hallows' Eve. The Disney Plus original movie also Sam Sam Richardson... The Disney Plus original movie also stars Sam Richardson, Doug Jones. Hey, that that's that guy from Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Hannah Waddingham from Ted Lasso. Who's she? The owner of the... Ah, movie. I like her. Rebecca. Yeah. I love, I love her. Whitney Peak, Belissa Escobedo, Lila Buckingham, Froy Gutierrez, and Tony Hale. The film is produced by Lynn Harris with Ralph Winter, David Kirshner, and Adam Shankman serving as executive producers. And Hocus Pocus 2 premieres Friday, September 30th, exclusively on Disney+. That's, that's next week. Soon. Yeah, it's very soon. we'll have a watch along at some point. <laughs> Although we didn't for Pinocchio, so we'll yeah. see. See how we feel. It's more thematically appropriate for the Halloween season. It is. I don't know. I wonder why they're doing it a month early. Because you got to cash early. in. Yeah. 
Well, I, they should all the, I bet all the Halloween content is going to drop on the streamers on the 1st of October. Okay. Twitch is for the revenge is coming out. Twitch is for. <laughs> I forgot that's what we're watching for Halloween. Hulloween drag, drag Stravaganza is coming out on October 1st. <laughs> well, speaking of Halloween, the next uh, live action film is Haunted Mansion. So Haunted Mansion director Justin Simeon, who used to work at Disneyland, joined Bailey to discuss the ghostly adventure. Inspired by the classic theme park attraction, Haunted Mansion is about a woman and her son who enlist a motley crew of so-called spiritual experts to help rid their home of supernatural squatters. They shared a sneak peek of the film exclusively with the D23 Expo crowd, then welcomed the queen of scary movies, Jamie Lee Curtis, who made an unforgettable entrance aboard a Haunted Mansion doom buggy. And Curtis plays Madame Leota in the film, which releases next year. I wish... Jamie Lee Curtis wasn't in it, and they just brought her. <laughs> yeah. So who do you play? Oh no, I'm, I'm not in the movie. I was next door, but I'm a famous scream queen. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we'll watch this. Yeah, yeah. It's just from. <laughs> I just remind me of that the clip of the office. I was just like, I'm Dwight when Pam was asking him to get ice cream and stuff for it. And he's like, Shut up, Pam. Of course, I'm gonna, of course, I'm gonna get this stuff for you. Just shut up. <laughs> or obviously, I'm gonna I'm get obviously. that. <laughs> I don't think it was very obvious. <laughs> Zip it. <laughs> Next up is Disenchanted. So the stars of Disenchanted, including Amy Adams, newly inducted Disney legends Patrick Dempsey and Adina Menzel, Maya Rudolph, James Marsden, and Gabrielle Baldacchino, took the stage to share their excitement for the upcoming feature film, which debuts Friday, November 24th, exclusively on Disney+. Adams and Rudolph join their co-stars on stage, donning Disney outfits complete with churro and bubble wands in hand. Mm. And after the cast shared their excitement for the next installment of the beloved franchise, the audience was treated to an all-new trailer, which was also released online. In Disenchanted, it's been 15 years since Giselle and Robert wed, but Giselle has grown disillusioned with life in the city. So they moved their growing family to the sleepy suburban community of Monroeville in search of a, mo- of a more fairy tale life. Unfortunately, it isn't the quick fix she had hoped for. Suburbia had as a whole new set of rules and a local queen bee, Malvina Monroe, played by Maya Rudolph, who makes Giselle feel more out of place than ever. Frustrated that her happily ever after hasn't been so easy to find, she turns to the magic of Andalasia for help, accidentally transforming the entire town into a real-life fairy tale and placing her family's future happiness in jeopardy. Now Giselle is in a race against time to reverse the spell and determine what happily ever after truly means to her and her family. <laughs> what? It's these Disney copies. <laughs> like, this Disney copy all the time. They always end with such a dumb sentence. <laughs> Find out what happily ever after truly means to you. It was the friends we made along the way. Exactly. Way. It's just, uh, love Maya Rudolph. And I'm going to have to go back and watch the first Enchanted because I don't know that I, if I watched it all the way, I've only watched it once. I've never seen it. So we need to go back and watch it. When's it come out? November. Yeah. We'll watch it before then. Yeah. That one would also be a good watch along contender. We should do it. All right. Next up is Peter Pan and Wendy. What's this one about? (laughs) (laughs) So Peter Pan and Wendy spotlights iconic characters in a whole new way. On stage were cast members Alexander Maloney, who plays Peter Pan, Ever Anderson, who plays Wendy, Alyssa Wapanatuk, who plays Tiger Lily, and Captain Hook himself, Jude Law. Oh, oh that's what he's in. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the new film dives deeper into Wendy's story as she joins the boy who refuses to grow up on a magical journey to Neverland and reveals the history behind Peter Pan's rivalry with one of Disney's most memorable villains. The cast discussed what fans can expect from the new film and revealed an exclusive first look uh, to the D23 audience. Directed by David Lowry and produced by Jim Whitaker, the live-action reimagining of the 1953 animated classic begins streaming on Disney Plus in 2023. In. So this seems like a, a Peter Pan's getting the Cinderella treatment. Like, it sounds like it's going to be different enough. Mm, yeah. Not like a carbon copy of the animated one. Yeah, I'm excited for this. It'll this... have a plot. That's what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. <laughs> And less racism. Ah, good. It's not so. a plot. It was episodic, but it was a plot. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, sure. It was okay. Uh, I was mainly talking about Cinderella. <laughs> oh no. Um, this will make Jude Law one of those uh, actors who has a Disney, a Marvel, and a Star Wars, mm-hmm. or this and his other upcoming show, which we still need to come up with a name for, but we haven't we haven't landed on it yet. Skeleton Crew. 
Oh yeah, but <laughs> not the E got. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, the E got name for it. The D got. A D got. All right, next up is Mufasa, the Lion King. Out of nowhere. <laughs> what? Huh? Huh? This seemed like it just came out of nowhere to me. Uh, they announced this like a year ago. Oh, did they? Yeah. I believe we announced it on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I also <laughs> forgot about it. Yeah. So Mufasa, the Lion King is a prequel to the Lion King, and it won't release until 2024. But director Barry Jenkins was on hand to show a never-before-seen sneak peek and share a little about the film, which is currently in production. So told in flashbacks, Rafiki, Timon, and Pumbaa tell the story of Mufasa to a young lion cub. Mufasa reveals the rise of one of the greatest kings of the Pride Lands. And the downfall of his brother, uh, Scarnavian. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I assume we'll see a young Scar in this as well. I hope hope he has a different name and then he gets a Scar and they just call him Scar. So so we know that wasn't always his name. It's like uh, Galinda in um, Wicked. Changing to Glinda. Uh, yeah. That was her big sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, the Inhumans leader, Black Agar Boltagon, and his code name is Black Bolt. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of easy to remember names, the next one is Snow White. Oh, I know that one too. So who is the fairest of them all? It's Snow White. Spoiler. <laughs> Done. <laughs> the live action reimagining of the classic tale stars Rachel Ziegler in the title role and Gal Gadot as Snow White's stepmother, the Queen. I take it back. It's the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know Rachel Ziegler, actually. She was in uh, what West Side Story. Ah, is she the, the fairest of them all? Is she the West Side Story? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. Good. What's her name? Maria. 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 <laughs> The film's two stars join Bailey to talk about their roles and to share a very early glimpse of the iconic characters in the 2024 film, which is directed by Mark Webb, produced by Mark Platt, and features new songs by Tony and Grammy and Oscar-winning songwriters uh, Pasek and Paul. Not anybody named Mark? No. Oh, shame. <laughs> and both those Marks, it's M-A-R-C. Yeah. Isn't Mark Webb doing something? He was doing something and then he's not doing it anymore to do something else? He did the Amazing Spider-Man's. No, you're right. There was something and he's not doing it. Oh, Fantastic Four, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's and, uh, it. No, no, no. We were talking about... Nope, that's what happened, Michael. Don't I remember now. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Don't bring your facts into this. <laughs> it's the other Spider-Man director that was doing... Jim Webb. <laughs> no. So I'm very excited for this, mainly because... Um, there's not much to the Snow White film, so I'm really curious what they're going to do with this movie to yeah. make it a different. It seems like the Queen's going to have a bigger role if it's played by Gal Gadot. So yep. I'm also excited yeah. about that. Well, she had a pretty big role in the other one. I mean, as much as big a role as anybody else, really. She drove the plot. That's true, but half of her appearance was in old hag form. <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> Hopefully, they'll make her older. I am curious what they're going to do about the Snow dwarves. White. No, I hope they just put the mask on her like they do it phantasmic. <laughs> <laughs> a nightmare phantasmic. Hmm? No, Snow White. I thought you were talking about the evil queen. So she's not like 12 or whatever she is in the cartoon. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure she'll prince. be old enough to kiss the prince in yeah. this one. Yeah, well, Rachel Ziegler's in her 20s, I think. So There you go. I wonder if she'll leave a note that says, if anybody wants to kiss me to wake me up, then that's okay with me. <laughs> yeah. Here's my Still consent. Still weird. Here's the consent. <laughs> Still weird. I'm very curious if the dwarves are going to be in this. Because it's just I think called Snow White. It seems like it would be hard to do the dwarves in today's climate. Because <laughs> it's they, hot? Are they called dwarves? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, they do it in Lord of the Rings, right? No, those, those are, are dwarves. Huh? The dwarfs. <laughs> well, maybe they'll spell it correctly. <laughs> maybe that's why they didn't put it in the title. Maybe they'll just put in the dwarfs from Lord of the, Lord of the Rings. It's a crossover. <gasps> like, I'm curious what they'll look like. I'm curious, like, how they'll do. Yeah. Like, the. It remains to be seen. Yeah. And maybe uh, Peter Dinklage will come in. It'll be a oh, crossover from. Uh, where, where were they? Nifis, Nifisent? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. Nemnamir. Nevin. 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 No. Are you talking about Avengers? Huh? Are you talking about Avengers? Yeah. Oh. The, ne- the star. Yeah. The star place. Nevikinir or something. <laughs> I don't know. He's giant. Yeah. All right. And the last live action uh, film we're going to talk about from the Didi- 
from the Disney Studios uh, portion is The Little Mermaid. So swimming onto the big screen in May of 2023, Halle Bailey stars as Ariel in the live-action adaptation of the beloved animated classic film. Every time I, I see Halle Berry. Like yeah, every I know, time. I know. Director Rob Marshall took a break from post-production Under the Sea to share a sneak <laughs> peek of the film's Part of Your World sequence, which we didn't get to see, unless it was that teaser. So Bailey later joined Marshall on stage, adding, portraying the iconic mermaid is a lifelong goal. Featuring fan-favorite songs plus four new songs penned by Alan Menken and Lin-Manuel Miranda, the, film, the feature film also stars Melissa McCarthy as Ursula and Javier Bardem as Triton. And they also released the teaser trailer online, which uh, we just alluded to. Yeah, I'm excited. This is the this is the one that has been the most mysterious. Yeah, it has. And the most like the one I've been most curious about. Um, like seeing. I really mm-hmm. want to see it. I want to see how they they do it. Yeah. And I think it's the most of all the ones that we talked about so far tonight, it's probably the easiest story to adapt because it's the most fleshed out. Mm-hmm. Like more than Snow White and um the other one we just talked about. Peter Pan. Peter Wendy. Pan. Yeah. And the um the stage version of Little Mermaid even expanded it more and really went more into the um Ursula Triton sort of relationship and they had a relationship? Yeah, they're siblings. They used to a date. No. Oh. They're not Targaryens. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, they also said they're they're the prince will have more to do in this version and he'll have a song and stuff. So <laughs> the, the prince didn't really have much to do and uh, Prince Eric didn't have much to do in the first one. Is Sebastian gonna be Jamaican? It's played by um what's his name from Hamilton? Um Oh uh Don um Leslie Odom Jr.? No. No. Uh Jefferson. Oh. That uh, guy. Oh, what's his, what is his name? <laughs> Lynn Manuel Miranda. No. no. Angelica. Eliza. <laughs> and Peggy. <laughs> David Diggs. Yeah, that's, ah, right. that's his name. He's Sebastian? Yeah. I already yeah. forgot what we were talking about. He's at least the voice of Sebastian. I cool. doubt I doubt he'll be well, the, Flounder. The f- is Flounder gonna have be in the movie? Yeah, he was in the little teaser we saw. Yeah. Oh, he was. That's right. Yeah. Did he speak? He didn't speak. I don't think though, so, yeah. I'm very much looking forward to this. I'm I'm in. A Little Mermaid is, um, you know, it's always been one of the classics, yeah. but yeah. it's a great story, and I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. Also, the fact that they got Rob Marshall to direct it makes it even more exciting to me because like the stuff he's done for Disney has been like really good. Like he did Mary Poppins Return, which like who would expected that to be good, like a sequel to Mary Poppins. Um, it had all the ingredients for hit movie, mostly the uh, what's her name, Spoonful of Sugar. Mary Poppins, what's yeah. her name? What was her <laughs> name? What is yeah, her name? Right. Mrs. Jim. <laughs> Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. He also did uh, Into the Woods, the movie version of mm. Into the Woods. Mm. Okay. And one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. But he's like a Broadway person, so he's like really good at like musicals and stuff. Yeah. That's and, exciting. Cool. Um, so I'm looking forward to this a lot. So anyway, that's all I got. Cool. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> was what a lot. are you guys looking most forward to? Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid, yeah. It, it, the the teaser looked really cool. Like I'm just I'm in. Like and we didn't see I didn't see a lot of teasers for anything else. So I mean it's not hard. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for Hocus Pocus too. I think that's my really the one I'm most excited about. Yeah, because like a a large part of my problem with Hocus Pocus is I went back. It's the Willow problem because I used to love that movie when I was a kid, but then I saw it again with regular eyes and it was it's garbage so but i it was probably amazing for the time so now if they update it for the time and don't make fun of a 14 year old for being a virgin through the whole movie even like the principal which is weird um then it could be good i'm i'm excited for it i bet some i I love camp yeah except you hate camping oh yeah i hate camp you're an endorsement i love high you're you're an avid endorsement yes (laughs) Some of those, you know, early ones we talked about, the Pixar and the Disney animation ones, are going to turn out to be great, and we just don't know it yet. Though that's yeah. the other. Thing. Yeah, I wish we got to see a, a lot of the stuff that people attending got to see. Yeah, um, but I understand. I mean, they paid to be there, so they yeah. should. Sure. They should get to see more. <laughs> so, what was yours, Michael? Um, mine would be a combination of Peter Pan, you have to pick one. Mufasa, Snow White, and The Little Mermaid. <laughs> no, you <laughs> no. <laughs> like, no, I'll go with The Little Mermaid. <laughs> Little, Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Yeah, I just love the live action ones. Yeah. You yeah, I'm excited fan. for that one. Yeah. 
one of the rare <laughs> rare people online at least. I like many of the live action ones. Oh, I know it's the, Aladdin, Cinderella. The online sentiment is um who was this for? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. It made a billion dollars. Yeah, so someone yeah. was You like, bought it. It's for you, <laughs> dummy. Thanks. You didn't like it. Thanks for the money. I don't, <laughs> you don't have to go see it again. I mean, right. But yeah, no. But I, if you want to, we'll still take your money. Yeah. I've the ones I've given a chance. I've I've enjoyed all of them to to one degree or another. Except for Beauty and the Beast. No, I I enjoyed Beauty, like Beauty and the Beast. Beast. You didn't like uh, Beauty and the Beast. I thought Lion King was a little meh. That's just because I really they had no soul. I'm sorry. They had a soul. Computers can't have souls. <laughs> what? What about the black hole? Those, what a, those what we, like robots. That was enough for the black hole tonight. <laughs> what about R2D2? He's a droid. He has a computer for a heart. Well, so do a lot of people. Pacemakers. I mean, <laughs> all right. I'm tired uh, of arguing uh, my stupid argument. <laughs> I didn't mean it. Forget as, it. <laughs> as I said earlier, uh, next week we're out on vacation. Um, so there will not be a show, uh, but we'll be back the following week with something awesome. Maybe what's up with Hocus Pocus too. We'll see. Yeah. Um, so we will see you on the internet at Instagram and Reddit at slash TFP podcast. We're on Twitter at TFP underscore podcast. We're on subscribe, rate, and review us uh, on your favorite podcatcher. Um, and we have some exclusive Patreon-only content that's available to you if you support the show. Patreon.com slash TFP podcast. That is all I've got. Anything else? I'm glad we don't have to say the, the 2022 D23 ever again. Although my favorite one was the 2022 quick service super review redo. As you do. Yeah. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. We'll see you real soon. Well, bye, everybody. (laughs) See ya.